0: what's going on friends and welcome to another brand new episode of best friends talk funny the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community i am your host kyle stevenson aka Hoodat ninja 73 and before we get into our very special guest the one and only cameron hawkins at the cinephile guy on twitter Uh, I want to wish every single one of you that are listening uh, during this week a very Merry Christmas, a happy holiday. Uh, If you are not a a person who celebrates um, the holidays, the winter holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, I want to wish you a happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day you are listening to this at. Just have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Make sure it's filled with something that you love doing. Um, and I'm very, I'm so very happy and honored that you're making this episode, uh, or this show a part of your day. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. It's, uh, it's the episode with Cam Hawkins, the champ from PAX West. He won the Pierre Schneider intersite trophy. Um, uh, Cam is an awesome best friend. Uh, we get to know about him in this one, about where he grew up in Vegas, Uh, to moving to reno uh, to how he got into writing for dual shockers uh, and why he loves movies and even more so games and why they're so important to him so without a further ado further to do whichever one it is let's get to know a best friend a bit better
1: Kind of funny is
2: best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is
0: how are you doing tonight, sir?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm hanging in there. A little under the weather. This cough just won't go on away, but it's Star Wars week.
2: It is Star Wars week.
0: Yeah, you're actually getting to go see it, which I'm very jealous about.
2: Yep, yep, going to go see that after uh after this is all wrapped up. Should be uh, uh I'm optimistic to a to to a degree.
0: Mhm. Where did you fall on um like the new trilogy so far?
2: I, while I understand the criticisms of the Force Awakens, I think it is brilliant, yeah, um, and underappreciated. And then the Last Jedi, I think it has some absolutely incredible moments, and uh, but as a whole, I don't think it. Um, it's just a movie that I don't think that really supports the Force Awakens as the like middle part of this trilogy and I'm worried that because of that it's going to hurt uh, the Rise of Skywalker like it's going to have like the Rise of Skywalker is going to have to go backwards to go Mm. forwards because of the creative choices that Ryan Johnson Mm -hmm. made Um, but I know that some people like you know there are people that just ride or die that movie and you know that's that's their opinion, and I have mine, yeah.
0: so. Yep, that's fair. It's just good that Star Wars is back. Just any, no matter what it is, like, we got Fallen Order this year in terms of games. Mm-hmm. Just having a, a Jedi in something that you can consume is A-OK with me. For um, sure,
2: for sure. Yeah. And I love, I love Rogue uh, Rogue One. Like, Same. I really love that movie. Um, But Force Awakens, out of, like, the new core, uh, like, you know, yeah. the new Disney Star Wars films is... Definitely my favorite.
0: For sure. Um, But before we get into, like, things that you're into, uh, why don't you tell the best friends out there, where are you from?
2: So, I was born in England, because my mom is British, Uh and then my dad was in the military, so that's how they met. Um, And my dad's from Kansas, so uh, we moved, like, to Kansas, uh, Wichita, Kansas, when Mm -hmm. I was, like, a year and a half, so I was still really young.
0: So not so not like a whole lot of memories of being in London.
2: Uh it wasn't London but like uh Oh okay. But yeah, no. I mean, it, it's easy to just That's fair. That was just a go stupid American to that thing to say. Distinction.
0: England, London, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's okay.
2: Uh and uh then we moved to Wichita, Kansas, and I lived there for 6 years and then I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada uh when I was like in second grade. And Mm -hmm. I lived there all the way up to graduating high school, and then I went up to Reno, Nevada, for college. Um, So yeah, so technically I would consider like Las Vegas home, just because Mm. that's where I lived the longest. But um, a part of me like feels that England is still truly home because half my family lives there.
0: Oh, that's very that's that's cool. Um, What's life like living uh, or growing up in Vegas?
2: So, I technically grew up in Henderson, which okay, is yeah. it's kind of like um it's kind of like a thing in in Reno too, where there's two cities that basically make up Reno, so like if you say like, "Oh, I'm from Reno," then you could also be saying that you're from Sparks, which is it's literally intertwined into Reno sure so yeah. Henderson is uh I want to say like south uh, of uh Vegas. And um, it's kind of like the safe, like the more like suburban
0: part okay. of Vegas. Sure.
2: Um, and it's cool. Um, There's a lot of... Uh, and I'm not trying to be like rude or anything like that. But uh, a lot of uh, Mormons live in uh, okay. Henderson. I uh, went to high school with a lot of Mormons. Um, some of them were... My like some of my best friends in college, and some of them mm-hmm. were assholes and
1: mm-hmm.
2: I hate some of them so <laughs> <laughs> but uh not, not nothing to do with the religion just uh uh i freedom of religion believe in one you want as long as you're not trying to yep. hurt people Absolutely. Um, but yeah it's um it was a in, I, I enjoyed my high school experience for the most part um I was in band basically from middle school mm-hmm. uh till graduating college. Um, that's what I originally went to college for was music education. Oh, nice, um, okay. But, so you uh, wanted
0: to do the teaching route?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like I wasn't uh, good enough, like uh, as a musician, to try oh, okay. and become a professional musician in that sense. Um, right. And also, it's just such a big market that it's it would be it, it's so hard to find a job like that. Yeah. Um, so, but... What was
0: your go-to instrument when you were in band? Uh,
2: so, I started with the saxophone, and then I picked up the clarinet, like, one year after, because Mm -hmm. if you play the saxophone, you know how to play the clarinet, and if you know how to play the clarinet, you know how to play the saxophone. Uh, they're really similar in both, like, how, like, uh, the way you position your mouth, which is, like, called your embouchure for those that don't, that aren't musicians, Mm -hmm. um, and the fingerings to play notes, most of them are relatively similar to um Okay to the saxophone and vice versa to the clarinet. Mm-hmm. So um oh yeah, I, I played both of those instruments, but um I consider myself a saxophonist. Like I got to a point with clarinet where I was like, I don't want to play this instrument ever again. <laughs> you were just getting tired of it? It's just not the it's just not the same uh I I just I don't know, it's like the the way there's like s- this level of ecstasy, I guess is how okay. the word I want to use when you play an instrument that like just really c- you connect with. And I sure. just didn't feel that connection with the clarinet comparatively to the saxophone.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, so going to high school in the, in the Vegas area, mm-hmm. um, the allure of, uh, of Vegas, I think was probably pretty, pretty strong, right? Like, Knowing uh, how crazy, I guess, Vegas is uh, I, yeah. from everyone outside of Vegas, I guess. Mm-hmm. So basically what I want to ask is, like, how – as, as a, a local, I put in quotes, um, how do you view Vegas? Is it, like, the same kind of craziness that ever the rest of the United States and country view it as? Or it's just, like – it's got its – you know, I, I, there's a deli I can go down the street to. Or, mm-hmm. you, you know, all these little smaller things, not just the strip – type of type
2: of deal there are definitely like uh some great local businesses in vegas um it's really nice like how much you have access to even Mm -hmm. when you don't even live by the strip like there's businesses everywhere like where Mm -hmm. i live now um in vegas where my parents live per se i could walk down like the street uh, five minutes down the street, there's like a Raising Canes, a Starbucks, um, which you might not know what Raising Canes is. Uh, I don't. I have no idea Oh, man. Raising Canes is great. It's a chicken finger place. Man, like Ooh, next okay. time you're in the on the West Coast, like see if you can find one nearby. For sure. It's it's a great place to eat. Um, you know, Starbucks, like gas station, um, a Winko Foods, so a you know, grocery store, like all of that, just like right down the street. Um, and then you walk like two more minutes, and then there's just like another like mini mall of places you can mm-hmm. go. So, um, there's, there's, you have a lot of access to everything, and, um, at least comparatively up to Reno. Um, and when you go down to the strip, like, like, I mean, when the first time I went down the strip, I was like a kid, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. But once you get older, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's the strip, you yeah. know? Um, which I'm sure like you guys, you know, you being from New York, basically you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, it's the empire stable. Sure. Oh, oh yeah. It's this, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, this is times square. Yeah, exactly. Billboard, giant billboards everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. Get
2: and it. I, yeah, I, I want to go there so bad. Um, <laughs> and so it's just kind of like that, that feeling, but there are definitely like some great things to do on this, like great places to eat that are, you know, uh, reasonable mm-hmm. for those who aren't like super rich. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. that go down in the strip are, yeah um but yeah it's a it's a it's a good city um the main reason i moved out of it is just the weather Uh, i hate that was
0: the other thing i know about vegas it's super hot
2: it's so hot and like there are hotter places like relatively nearby vegas especially in arizona but Mm -hmm. man you know for uh, because i was (laughs) because i was in marching band for four years there would be a point um in high school where we would have a week of band camp and we're out in the blistering heat and i'm just like and i i just get i get hot really easily so Mm -hmm. it got to the point where it's like i cannot i cannot live here anymore because of how hot it gets during the summer so i moved up to reno because i like you know while it sucks driving in i love snow i I love being in that weather same um you know and reno is just like so for those that don't know reno reno's like kind of like tagline is biggest little city Mm -hmm. because it feels like a a big city but it but it's really not and it's it it's it has this like really like there's just like this community here that you really you you have to just kind of be here to understand it Mm -hmm. um you know there'll be events that like especially during the summer that everyone knows about and everyone like tries to go to uh, a a Mm -hmm. lot of food uh related ones like there's like this big wing fest which is like where people from like all around the country try and like come to and there's like um food truck friday during the uh during the summers where this park, which I actually live right by now because we, me and uh, my fiance Celia, we wanted to be right here so we could just walk there. Because yeah, once that... you, because if you try and uh, drive there and you're not going right when it starts, mm-hmm. you will not find parking. <laughs> you just, you just yeah. won't. So um, we just like, let's move down here so we can just walk there because we always like to go there. Um, That's awesome. So it's really nice in that sense. But that being said, like Reno is the smallest city I would be able to live in as someone who grew up in Vegas because I'm so mm-hmm. used to having access to anything I want whenever yeah. I want. Yeah. And now it's like some of my favorite places, like oh, they're closed on Sunday when I want to go on a Sunday, or oh, they're closed at 4 p.m. for
0: some reason, and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh.
2: <laughs> but yeah,
0: my all my knowledge of Reno is from Reno 911 yeah the show that used to be on Comedy which Central. i mean that's my complete knowledge base of that city yeah
2: yeah <laughs> i mean i haven't really watched that show since moving up here to, to really say okay, how yeah. accurate the depictions in that show are but mm-hmm. you know i'm sure most of it is a little bit over exaggerated oh but absolutely but yeah. like they're great it's just one of those towns where it's big enough where you would say like, yeah, I live in a rel- I live in a big city, you know, nothing like a mm-hmm. metropolis, but I live in a big That's city, right. and the, but then like everyone knows if you bring up like a business, a local business, they know exactly what you're talking about, like everyone knows, and That's like awesome, you yeah. know, everyone wears. You it's know, got that
0: small town feel.
2: Yeah, it's like a college town basically, because like everyone is a Nevada Wolfpack fan, and it's it's just a really it's a really. I don't want to – it's, like, it's humbling, I guess. It's more, like, Mm -hmm. coming from Vegas and just, like, wow, this is, like – this feels like a family – like, a town that's a family. Yeah. Which I just feel, like – especially on the West Coast, I feel like that's not really much of a thing. Like, I feel like I I would get a similar experience maybe in, like, Portland, because I know that Portland and Reno share very similar vibes. Mm -hmm. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't really – get that there's not that many types of cities on the west coast comparatively to like the south or the north so um yeah
0: there's there's less of a community feel when you get on that coast for sure yeah um so you you mentioned you went up to Reno for college for music education Mm -hmm. um did you finish in your degree in music education or Mm. did you you switch paths
2: no no Okay. Uh, uh, so I went. So I technically went to community college for one year in Vegas because Uh it's cheaper, and I was just working on my general core curriculum. Um, But then I was just like, "No, I need to get out of here." So I went up to. uh, So I went up to UNR um, or Nevada, and uh, I started my first semester in music education. And uh, there was one specific class which was basically like uh, ear training, where like the professor will play a note and. you need to, like, tell them what note that is. And Ooh. as someone who doesn't... I would not be able to do that. Yeah, as someone no. who doesn't who doesn't play uh, a C instrument, which a C instrument, for those that don't know, are, like, a tuba or a flute or a piano or a singer, if you're a singer, mm-hmm. um, then you struggle so hard in that class because you have to, like, get that transition of, like, oh, so this note that I play is actually a different note... For the piano mm. so because alto sax is in e flat well so okay. there's a, you have to make those adjustments and i'm just like i don't i can't like i'm not i can't do this like you know i was mm-hmm. I, I, like i'm not like i wasn't like absolutely amazing in high school but i thought i thought i was like above average as a musician going sure going into college like i thought I was i was solid you know um but then after like, when i went to that class like a few weeks in i'm like nope this is, I am, cause you had to do it for like four semesters. And I was like, there's no Man. way I can do yeah. this. So I immediately looked into other options and I always like was a fan of video games and film. So I decided to switch to journalism and that's what I nice. got my bachelor's degree in.
0: Uh, how difficult was that switch?
2: Um, not that hard that you, uh, you think, um, it took me four years on UNR's campus to graduate, so technically it took me five years to graduate. Okay. Um, but it was a pretty easy switch. Um, just in general, because I was still in marching band every year, so I still was mm-hmm. in that community, and I was also in a uh, a music fraternity, a Phi Mu Alpha Sinfonia. Um, shout out to the brothers out there if anyone's listening, and I. Uh, so I still had that like that community there. Like mm-hmm. music was still like at the end of the day, kind of like in high school, like that's where I always like felt at home. Mm-hmm. Um and the journalism school there is great and they have great professors, great resources. Um but they really focused more on like political and local news while I wanted to do a completely different type of medium in that sense. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to get the tools I needed to be like, okay, how, how do I succeed in this area of journalism? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it kind it, the, the, in general, I think that they, they gave me some guidance, like just networking, it, which is just so important, like no matter what job you're doing, basically nowadays, yeah, whatever sure. career you're pursuing, mm-hmm. like you need to know, you need to get connections or you're not going to get anywhere. So
0: yeah, which 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 is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is, do, like... but
2: just the way, like with technology and um, yeah, how many people are in every market? Oh, definitely. It's just it's hard, and also yeah. just jobs. Like so many companies want have like ridiculous expectations of what they want from, like what qualifications they they want. Mm-hmm. Like for me, because I applied to a bunch of you know, video game and entertainment outlets, once I graduated, like, all these jobs I was applying for, I knew I wasn't qualified for, but I still had to, mm-hmm. like, I still, like, had to try, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So, but it is what it is, and that's just, like, I think going into, going into school, like, if you know that you're going to do, like, something business-related, or basically anything that, that doesn't have to do with sciences, you, mm-hmm. Or like being an accountant, I guess, like that type of stuff. Then you need to know that you need to start making connections as
0: soon as possible. Absolutely, yeah. That's some good advice for sure. Um, so you're out of college. Um, do you go straight into um, straight into working?
2: Um, for journalism, uh, no. Yeah. I, um I should have reworded that a little bit. Yeah. Better. yeah no, straight journal- into like yeah. your field. Yeah, for journalism, no. I just kind of did like um, odd jobs to uh, to pay the bills, and I sure, still yeah. am technically. Uh-huh. But um, it wasn't until March this year that I started at Dual Shockers, um, which is my first journalism gig. Um, nice, but you know, uh, it's and what's cool about Dual Shockers is that they they're kind of aware of the type of publication that they are and how they want to uh while they still want to have their recognition and rise through the ranks they know that they they want to help you they they see themselves to a degree as like a pit stop like they 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 want you to move on or want yeah. to help you move on to like i g n or gamespot or sure. you know those those big uh a tier publication as a
0: place to like really hone your skills and yeah really hone your skills perfect your craft. Get, yeah. yeah
2: perfect your craft and uh, build your portfolio to later bring to other publications awesome. or or pr uh stuff we have a uh mm-hmm. i had a colleague of mine who just uh left and he now works for a big uh video game pr company now that's awesome so yeah no it's awesome
0: what's it like finally doing something with uh the field that you went to school with it's cool
2: it's cool but um because it's been two or three years since I uh when I got the job to start writing again I like I felt very rusty like I I I knew that my writing wasn't that great and I think it's um getting back to where it was once I graduated but um you know that's one thing that i am like consistently worried about is that like my quality is not up to snuff um oh
0: i face that every every time i walk into a school a sub yeah Because like i i've I've been subbing now for close to a decade Mm -hmm. since i graduated college not once have had my own room or a leave replacement or anything so the last time i wrote a lesson plan i think was in college so oh god i haven't even like really attempted a Mm -hmm. one um and i i know when that day comes it's going to be relearning everything again mm-hmm. like the the structures and things i need to to make sure i fit in there and like it's going to be definitely a huge learning experience because i haven't used it like it it's it's there i know it is but it's got other things piled on top of it
2: exactly and another thing is that like just in general like ever like as long as I can remember is that I write very conversationally. Like I'm talking to the person that's reading it, not being like static about my writing, Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I think it's an acquired taste, I guess that like not everyone is going to really like appreciate it or, um, they don't want
0: their writing, talking to them.
2: Exactly. Um, but what I was gonna ask you, uh which is something I've been wanting to ask uh as I'm listening to episodes of um sure this podcast uh what like is the market just very saturated in New York where you just can't find oh. a full time like you know your own classroom or
0: yeah, it's so going back to the whole making connections thing um the school districts where I live, and it's so it's solely based on who you know. So like the principal is a family friend and you get in there like nothing or you know you sub in these schools and um they have your your they they have their favorites yeah. and they they which, go to them yeah. first not which is awful and i hate it and not saying that i am not a preferred sub in my district cuz they love me but they view me as somebody who if they give me a room they're losing a very high quality sub. Yeah. So they're losing in one area and, and uh, an area of huge need for them because like subs, I, I see teachers all the time. I walk in the room like, Oh, thank God Kyle it's you. Cause like, obviously the subs that we have in our district are just not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. They just kind of do whatever. They can't really handle a classroom. Cause a lot of the classes in my district that I sub for are very tough. There are yeah. a lot of tough kids, and not everyone is equipped to handle that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it is kind of uh, it's kind of like a double edged thing. Like I can yeah. get my own classroom, but they'll lo- they'll lose a sub. I just gotta find <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta find some place that will uh, you know take me as that if I do continue on this path. Because I've said it many times, like mm-hmm. I'm trying to find something else to do because it's yeah. time. I can't I can't keep living paycheck to paycheck and Oh yeah, dude, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's with you. Rough.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you there, and yeah. So, uh, that's interesting because I just feel like um, don't want to go on this for too long, but I yeah, it's interesting because like you think that hey, if this person's great as a sub, like he'd be great as a normal teacher, oh, and like absolutely. at the end yeah. of the day, like that's I feel like more important for the kids. I, I than, would agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, we have a good sub. Like okay, you know. Okay, yeah. cool. um, not yeah. saying like we should support subs just like throwing on a movie for the day or anything like that, but yeah, hmm you know, I think that having a core teacher that's gonna be there all year is more important than someone that's a good sub, so that's yeah. weird to me, but okay, yeah,
0: it's very weird, um so obviously, you write for dual Shockers. you've gotta love the games, the video games, um so. Besides video games, which I know we'll talk about a lot lately because we've got a lot of questions c- pertaining to video games, um, but what else are you into?
2: Um, I'm, I mean, I love film. Um, originally, like I, I was more like directing myself to be a film uh, journalist over a video mm-hmm. game journalist, and at okay. that that point, I just it was more or less like because. Not that I felt that more suited for. I just felt like game getting in the game journalism job market was just like so impossible. I just i just yeah. like, there's no way I like you know um like when when uh I was on KFGD, you know, back um a, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um in October, uh cool Greg tweeted about like how cuz he came up to Tahoe um a few months back and I went up there to hang out with him and Mike.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that.
2: Yeah, and he's, and I told him there, I was just like, dude, like, like I want to do this, but I don't think that I can. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then he said, like, you know, I'm on KFGD now. So, it's yeah, really, sure. yeah, so it's really just, you just got to, like, what Gary Wood says is, like, 100% true. You got to make moves, because if you don't, you're not going to get anywhere, so. Um, Absolutely. But outside of that, um, I love film. Um i love dungeons and dragons i love dungeons and dragons um which has been a more of a recent um hobby of mine Yeah, same for me for sure but man i want to play like if i'm not playing games or if i'm not playing oh watching movies i want (laughs) to play dungeons and
1: dragons
2: (laughs) because i'm in i'm in two groups right now And I want to be in a third group, even though I don't have the time for it. It's like, I don't know where I'm going to fit the time in, but I want to play more. I want to play more. Oh, I'm with you on that one.
0: I think last year I played a total of only like really six, seven sessions. Mm -hmm. And they weren't very long. They were maybe two hours each. But every single time I walked away, I was like, holy crap, this is so much fun! I wish I could do this for, like, six hours a day.
2: Yeah. And we'll talk That's about... That's all I want to do. We'll talk about Dungeons & Dragons more later. Um, yep. But... Uh, and then also... I mean, I, for a while, I I would get, you know, my weekly comic books and, ke- like, keep up to date with everything that was happening. Specifically in the DC. I'm more of a DC comic book guy. Um, right. I'm more attuned to those uh, heroes. Um, especially mm-hmm. The Flash. I love The Flash. Um, but it got to the point where I had to cut something and comic books were just like at the bottom of the barrel for me. Um, There wasn't many books that were keeping me like directly hooked into what was going on. So I was just like, you know, it sucks. But like when there's books that like, I know that are worth reading, I'll, I'll buy the trade and, and read through the, read through those. And there's still some books like outside of DC that I really want to read. Like I really want to read fables. Um. So. Oh
0: yeah, I have a couple books up here on my shelf. Yeah, Vables. and I've heard
2: uh, *Invincible* is r- really good. You know, I know mm-hmm. that's a Kirkman book, but um, yeah. So.
0: That's, Can I uh, ask why you th- why you had you thought you had to take one out? Like, uh, just money books out. Oh, money, just money and yeah. time. I get that. Money and time. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to get into our first question. Okay. Uh, from the best friends, this comes from the one and only. Mick Abrahamson, Okay. Uh, dat, uh, or not dat, I'm dat, at the nanobiologist on Twitter, um, tell us your story of how you fell in love with Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and other games that I also love. In other words, can we confirm that we are besties for life?
2: <laughs> We're definitely besties for life, Mick. Um, so, Kingdom Hearts, I mean, I talked about this a little bit on Kind of Funny Games Daily, but... Um, so, I would say that my first... Real like gaming system because even though I love games, like I am not super well versed in uh, like old, like older games like sure. NES, SNES. Like, mm-hmm. if you bring them up, I'll be like, Yeah, I've heard of those, but I haven't played them because it wasn't. I know that my parents got me an NES and an SNES when I was younger, but I was like way mm-hmm. too young to even remember and my parents weren't super supportive with me playing video games as a, a gotcha. kid like i'd be lucky to get games on my birthday and christmas and that's it which i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that's pretty regular for most of us in yeah. the community um but the 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 system that like really got my gaming going what were, were the game boy and game boy color like that was i spent the game boys i just spent hours just hours upon hours playing games on those systems Mm -hmm. uh all the way up to the sp that was like those were the games that like just really got me Um, what was your
0: first game boy what color was it
2: um i actually still have it oh do you really yeah just give me one
0: second (laughs) sure that's awesome i miss my game boy so freaking much
1: (laughs) so
0: uh so i have this uh pink game boy oh
2: hell yeah and uh like when I first came out, I was like, when I first saw the Game Boy colors and like all the different colors you could choose, I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I really wanted—I I think I originally really wanted the uh, like the turquoise one. Yeah. Um, but because at the at that time I wasn't the biggest fan of the color purple, and now it is my favorite color, and I really wish I had a purple game. Boy I color. had the purple one. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and then my uh my grandma my dad's mom um she got me this um as a christmas gift i'm pretty sure um which is unexpected because i don't think she really gave me any gifts like really uh that much throughout my childhood so Mm -hmm. but um and unfortunately she uh passed away a few years ago but uh Mm -hmm. this is something that like i will keep forever for sure like if it dies i will bring it i will like someone Mm -hmm. fix this and bring this back to life yeah um i really want to uh, at some point re-get all the uh pokemon games yep. like the first two gens i want to get them all and have them absolutely uh, for this bad boy um because like pokemon crystal is probably the most hours i've put into a video game and it was all on this bad boy right here so
0: i um, honestly just uh was it last week i had the jonesing to just play the pokemon trading card game on Game Boy. Oh I just, yeah! I I just wanted to go hard mm-hmm. on in that for I don't know where I was, but I just had this wave of I want to play that game right now, and I can't because I don't know where my Game Boy is. Because I had the I had the purple Game Boy color, mm-hmm. and I also my first one I remember in second grade, I got the um the normal Game Boy, but it was the yellow one, the the bright banana yellow one. Oh okay, yeah. Um, so that was my main one until I think my sister broke it. Oh, and no. then I, I got yeah. My sister and me, when it comes to my gaming history, she's ruined a lot of my stuff. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. yeah, Game Boy is special. I miss Game Boys. Yeah, like, and I, that's why that um, oh, what's the name of that system that's coming out this year? The it oh looks yeah, like a Game Boy. I know what
2: you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it either, but it looks but cool. It, I want it. I just yeah, want it <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, so I was really into the Game Boy. That was like my first system, and then like the first like real console that I would consider like this was my first console was the ps2 um hell yeah you know i played bit like i never uh i owned an n64 but i think it was like more or less my like mom's friend gave it to me but like didn't i didn't have any games for it so was just, and it oh, was I like was just there it was so past the n64's life cycle i was just like okay mm. well i'm never gonna use this <laughs> so yeah it was just kind of sitting in the closet for the longest time. Um, and then. You know, but I had friends that had N64s, and I would go over and we'd play, like, you know, Pokemon Stadium and all those classic uh, multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. And then I um, also had a friend who had a PS, PS1, and um, I remember, like, going over to his house, and that's how we ended up... I ended up playing through Final Fantasy seven when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's how I, like, got my introduction to Final Fantasy. And uh, then Kingdom Hearts, it just kind of... Uh, I, like, I saw, you know, I just saw, like, saw commercials and things like that. I was, like, oh, this is a game where you go to Disney World and team up with them and things like that. I was, like, this sounds really cool. So, um, you know, my mom got me, got it for me. And then, um, and I just, like, fell in love, you know what I mean? Um, I think, uh, like, when I was a kid, especially in elementary school, I was a very, like, ill-tempered child. Um, I had really bad tantrums and things like that. Mm Um, and i think that like kingdom hearts helped me like i know it sounds ridiculous but like kingdom hearts like helped me like rebuild myself um and just not be that type of person um and and also with having uh being born in england and the vast majority of my family living in uh england i didn't really have much of a family outside of my mom and dad so then yeah. i so i always wanted to make friends and like i saw them as my family and i still do to this day like i think friends are family um i think that's really important uh and i think and, and kingdom hearts taught me all those lessons um so that's why uh, i love kingdom hearts so much as a series
0: yeah
2: um but yeah. Awesome. and then i just fell in love with jrpgs
0: they're i think they're yeah. the best genre of video games. Yeah, which leads me to my second question was uh from at I Debahe. I hope I said your name right, Islam. Uh when did your love for JRPGs begin? Was it around this time after Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy? VII? Um
2: I would probably say it was Well yeah like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts were like the first that really that I really got into. And then the further um, my time has progressed. The more I got introduced to new JRPGs,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, like I've played pretty much at least one game in every um well-known JRPG, franchise. yeah, uh, franchise outside of Dragon Quest. I haven't I haven't played a Dragon oh, Quest okay. game, um, but I played. I've been playing through the eleven demo, and I really like it. Like I definitely want to yeah. uh, get it and play it.
0: I gotta um, get back to it.
2: And there, yeah, and there was a point where I wanted to just. When I when I had a Vita and I didn't want to get rid of my Vita and i would seen have have this recorded and say stated I didn't want to get rid of it but I just I kind of had to, um, okay. but I wanted to sit down and play through all the Final Fantasy games because I was just like I love Final Fantasy and I you know I played like the the outside of six uh which I I didn't finish like I've played like the well beloved ones you know yep. Mm-hmm. so I was like okay I just want to like go back. And play through all of them. And I played through the first one, and that was rough. <laughs> and apparently yeah. two is even worse. So that's mm-hmm. not, um, you know, reassuring. But I, I really do want to, at some point, play be able to say, like, I've played through all the Final Fantasy games because I really love that franchise.
0: Yep. Um, I, have the, I have that same goal in mind. Because I, I also, my first one was seven. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, but, like, I had the... There was a, a PlayStation One disc that had Chrono Trigger and one of the Final Fantasies on it. Yeah, uh, I forgot which one it was, but I think I played a little bit of that Final Fantasy. But I, mm. I just I want to go back and play them all, which is why for the last two E3s, one of my predictions was for Nintendo to just give us a port of one through six on the Switch. Oh, I wish. I that wish. would be the dream, because then I then every other one like I could reasonably get, um, and hopefully one day I'll yeah. be able to play That's thirteen like... again
2: yeah final fantasy one through six is like the one reason why i want uh, that, that's the one of two reasons why i want to get a vita again because i want to yeah i want to play through i want to finish persona 4 golden because i didn't get to finish mm-hmm. it um and then i want to play through final Fantasy one through six um on there because that's like yeah. the easiest place to get access to those absolutely um, but but yeah so i really want to play through that and and, and you know I love JRPGs, but there's a lot of, like, really notable JRPGs that I just haven't gotten to play. I never got the chance to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I haven't played Chrono Trigger, which hurts me to say, but I've, I've never played it. Um, I I, I want to get a... Uh, I have
0: never finished it, if that helps you. Yeah, I
2: want to get a 2DS um, XL to go back and get the DS version of that game and play through it. Because I know that that's, like, the the that is the the, the definitive version of the game yeah and then like i haven't played uh pseudokin 2 um okay i haven't played like legend of dragoon like there's so many that i just even though i love jrpgs and like i'm seen as a jrpg guy there's so many that i just like i haven't i had never had the opportunity to play for sure so um it, it it sucks and it, it makes me sad every day, but <laughs> um yeah. and it's really hard as a, a as I've gotten older to get the time to play those games. To, like to yeah. those long games like that too. So
0: Yeah, if I could just retire just play JRPGs, I'd be super happy.
2: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um so let's get into uh the next segment of the show. Um where we get into your Twitter handle at the Cinephile guy yep. on Twitter. Yeah, so um,
2: um I actually want to change it at some uh sometimes Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just like one of those things like I don't know, people like associate me with games more than like sure. like in general and I I it's not even want I want it to be game oriented. I just want it to not be film oriented
0: anymore. Not be so singularly singularly uh focused. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I actually really just want to like call like switch it to like call me Cam or something like that. Something that's just yeah. like you know who I am and you know Yeah. Cause most people just like want to call me cam and I'm like, I'm not, I've never like been opposed to having that as an, as like a shortened nickname or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I've just very, I've been very indifferent on it, but it's gotten like, it's gotten to the point now. I'm just like, yeah, just call me cam. Like so many people, like people pronounce my name wrong too. And they're just like, call me cam. Every No one can mess up cam. Yeah.
0: How how did someone mess up Cameron? Um, unless I mess it up right there. (laughs) No, no. I mean like, (laughs) so I say Cameron
2: technically it's Cameron, uh, because yeah. there's the E there, but like mm-hmm. it's Cam- it's Cameron, you know. uh But us going back to her, like raising canes, like when I go there, they ask for your name, and like I can't tell you how many times they just mess up Cameron. Like oh man, as if
0: so it's like a Starbucks thing.
2: Yeah, like the yeah. worst I got was Cambrin, C A M B R E N. I'm like, oh, man. that's not a name. That's like. <laughs> well, I bet, like, I don't care what part of the planet you're from, I bet I will not find a human being with the name of Cambrin. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just because, um, at that time I was really into, I was really, again, I am still, I am just really into movies and I was just like, um, I think I like got the idea from, uh, uh Lonely Island's, uh, Jack Sparrow. Okay. Sanfile. I'm like, Okay. Okay, I like that. And, <laughs> and then I was just like the cinephile guy. I was like, okay, that's cool. Were
0: well, there any other like older screen names that you had before this one?
2: Uh, in video games for the longest yeah. time, it was like Hawkins, which is my last name, mm-hmm. uh, the number four, and then Show S H O ninety four, which is the year I was born. Um, because uh, my cousin like made my help make my first email, and uh, that was Cam. Uh, for show, and I was just like, I don't like that one. Uh, so I switched it to Hawkins for show. It was like 94. I'm like, and I still like it. I mean, it's a little bit, uh, you know, teenage esque, but uh, yeah, but I still like it. Plus, uh, like, I still don't mind cam it. Cam
0: for show, that might put a different different uh, aesthetic out there for people. Yeah. Like, you know, with the whole cam business online, cam for show. I don't know. You might get in some sticky business there.
2: Yeah, I've always been like kind of like awkward, like especially because it's it was still at a like in some ways like my primary email with like my social not like all my social media but like my uh, my Facebook and stuff or and, or like an account like a, a online account that I have for yeah. sh- shipping. They're like, "Oh, is your email?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um.
0: Sorry. Uh. Oh my god, I had a question and it went. Somewhere, oh, so what you want to change it to is just like something, something more neutral simple. or something more game
2: yeah. oriented. Like I also like thought of like Cam loves games, just like you mm-hmm. know, I love games.
0: Yeah, it's a so, good. I, I'm
2: thinking about change. Uh, I'm probably going to change it, but I don't, I just want I just need to figure out what it is.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I love Hoodet Ninja 73, but it is a reference to a show that not many people know. I think mm-hmm. or watch anymore. It's Thirty Rock uh, mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know. I kind of regret it a little bit, but that's the thing. I don't know what I would change it to. I mean, ideally, I would love to just have at Kyle, but somebody has it and they just sit on it and I hate that.
2: That does really
0: suck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we're at the part of the show where my guest brings one thing that you want people to watch, listen to, read or play. So Cam, what do you got for us?
2: Okay, uh, so I have much more than just one thing, but um, I'll okay. uh, try and make it quick as possible. Um, so when it comes to what you should watch, um, in my opinion, uh, you don't have to watch the entire show. you can, but it's really the first season that I, I highly recommend in my opinion. It's like perfect television. I like I can't even think of a critic like a real criticism of the show of the first mm-hmm. season specifically, and that's Broadchurch.
0: Broadchurch.
2: So it's uh it stars uh David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. Uh the first season came out I wanna say like twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Um now. It's a British crime drama. Um where this it's basically in a town called Broadchurch where it's like known for being like one of the most safest, like crime free towns in England or in mm-hmm. Europe. Um and Everyone knows everybody, uh, and one day uh, w- this family's boy is uh, body is found on the beach, oh, boy. and um, ev- you know because everyone in town knows everybody, it's like kind of every anyone could have done it, like you know, like mm-hmm. uh, it's and it's the it's incredibly well shot, like one of the best cinematography of a television show that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. um the acting is spectacular across the board um like uh jody whittaker who is the current doctor she uh was the mom in that show okay. of the of the dead son and she uh and then the creator of the show chris chibnall is now the showrunner for doctor who oh um, nice okay so yeah i kind of that's how all that is connected there um yeah and david tennant it the and olivia coleman are the detectives uh, david tennant is a uh renowned detective um in the country and uh olivia coleman was like supposed to get promoted and then he comes in out of nowhere so she doesn't get her promotion so there's like this like mm. kind of bitterness some Tension there some tension there when but like she's trying to like be more like she's not saying like that she's trying to become like friends per se with him but more than just like hey we're here to do work like you know um yeah both both their acting is phenomenal olivia coleman specifically like wow um and there's a lot of really uh well-known actors and actresses in that show um but yeah that the first season specifically is just masterful in every sense of the world uh word uh there's two more seasons after Mm -hmm. which are like new cases um but they aren't um they just it's just, it's not like it's, un it's, it's unnecessary. Like there's still great quality, like sure, nine yeah. out of 10 for sure. Both seasons. It's just, it could have been the one and done season. And I would have been like, wow, what a show, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: I, I, I mean, I've never seen the show, but I can imagine at some point, probably later in that season, that tension between, uh, tenants and Olivia Coleman's characters probably gets a little bit of resolved. So, like, if you have extra seasons, yeah, it'll lose that little bit of a spark to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um... Uh, oh, that's my train of thought. What's that? Um, what was I gonna say? Well, yeah, so, broad, uh, but yeah, broad, oh, yeah, broad church, uh it has eight episodes, so it's a quick watch. Each episode's, mm-hmm. like, 45 minutes. Right. Um, so, you, you know, if you have a day to yourself, sit down and, like, I, I say try and, like, just sit down and watch it all because mm-hmm. every episode is going to make you want to watch the next episode immediately it's got that hook in it oh yeah 100 percent. like that's awesome it 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 just knows exactly what it's trying to do from go and man just it's it's just it's just it's just perfect it's like it literally is like a perfect tel- television show so that's awesome
0: um i'm very excited i love those kind of stories
2: yeah, super great. And then also, like, if you haven't watched American Vandal yet, specifically season oh. one, like, so good. Please watch season one of American Vandal. That show is absolutely per- like perfection. Um, season two is also phenomenal, but uh-huh. season one is like incredible. Yeah. Um, and shout
0: out to uh, Jimmy Tatro, who is yeah. a YouTuber. Yeah, I thought his acting was pretty pretty great for someone who's who's not known for that. Yeah, at all.
2: and he was he was fitting a pretty like good role for like what he yeah, does absolutely so it was more like a casting thing like uh but for what you know for what he had to do still it was it was very very well done yeah. um and then uh game wise uh i feel like a lot of people still haven't played the wolf among us uh which in my opinion is telltale's best game i know that a lot of people especially in the kind of funny community think that tales from the borderlands is the best um and my main criticism of that is uh as someone who uh was a huge huge fan of uh, borderlands from the beginning especially borderlands 2 mm-hmm. i felt like not a lot was happening in the tales from the borderlands game until like halfway through the story like the the yeah. game and, I, mm-hmm. and it, yeah it just didn't uh resonate with me as much um compared to the other telltale games i still think it's great um as a whole i just it just didn't do it for me, but yeah. the Wolf Among Us is like, wow, like yeah, so incredible. And I and most people that are listening to this know that I love like Clementine with the Walking Dead and everything. But like mm-hmm. just as a as just as a game, the Wolf Among Us in a story like, wow, I think yeah. it I think it has the best ending to a video game I've ever played. Um, and I am super excited about the Wolf Among Us too, especially that. Yeah. A lot of the lead people are people that worked on the game or uh, the first game and are really passionate about mm-hmm. The Wolf Among Us. And if you don't know what The Wolf Among Us is, it's basically like a prequel to the Fables comics. Uh, and it stars uh, Big B Wolf, you know, the Big Bad Wolf. And it's all in New York where all these fable creatures and people like Snow White and things like that are all moved to this uh, area of New York. And they all have to, like, basically fit in with normal society. Mm hmm and uh uh in the beginning big B meets this uh woman named faith who's like a sex worker and she, uh like at the end of the first episode which it, this is a part of the main synopsis so like i'm not spoiling mm-hmm. anything but you basically find her uh decapitated head in front of um the government the building, building for them basically yeah. and you have to find out who did it and
0: man like It's so good. Wow. (laughs) Just, Uh, it's incredible. We we talked about this on the Trophy Room when I recorded it last night, and uh, I was trying to explain to Joe why he should care about Wolf Among Us 2 and why he should play the first one, and it's been such a long time since I played it, like, a lot of the characters were fuzzy in my head, but I just knew how great of a story it was. Yes. And so, like, I had that itch to just hop back in and and play it again, because I miss... I just miss the style. Yeah, it just oozes
2: it. it. Yeah, and it's very like usual suspects um, esque, where like you think you know, and then yep. they give you something, and you're and they make you feel stupid for thinking mm-hmm. that. And then by the time the the like the last line is made and the last decision is made, you're just like chills all over your body. You're just like thinking, but but how? But what? Who? What? And then you're yeah. just like. Like, cause I remember for me, like I didn't fully understand the ending when it happened, but then I was mm-hmm. like doing research and I was just like, oh my God, this yeah. is absolutely brilliant. And then you want to go mm-hmm. back to play it and there are no clues. There are, n- there's nothing that, that mm-hmm. can even make you figure out like ahead of time what you found out at the end. It's just yeah, so tight from a storytelling
0: uh aspect yeah so it made me buy the comics it yeah made me exactly buy that's two why i want to read
2: fables it. is because it's like okay i want i want more big b like i love big as a character and
0: it's just cool seeing these these fable characters in this sort of light yeah i, I think yeah. that's a, that that's pretty cool too
2: for sure um and then lastly like everyone play tokyo moron sessions january 17th Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Uh so I think Joe message uh sent in a question about like Yeah, I was just just, just gonna bring that se- up. Yeah, just just sell sell him on the game. Yep. Um at so, Afro Cyborg. Uh, yeah, Afro Um which uh, I really enjoyed his episode uh of yeah. of the podcast. Um so Tokyo Mirage Sessions is basically a mixture of persona, Shimigami Tensei, and Fire Emblem. Um in the sense of it's it's made by atlas so like when it comes to it's kind of like style and um gameplay you you know what you're getting into um the way i really uh i think the game the reason why the game really resonated with me was because i played it very soon after playing through fire emblem awakening which i think is a masterpiece game Um, that made me fall in love with that franchise it's now like one of my favorite franchises because of uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and even though Tokyo Mirage Sessions doesn't have like that Fire Emblem gameplay it the story is very much at the end of the day a Fire Emblem story and it is very much like a love letter to that franchise and it's one of the few games uh and because of that it's one of the few games that actually made me cry watch uh, like playing a game um Mm -hmm and so basically what it the basis of the game is you are this dude named it uh Itsuki, and you have um a friend named Subasa who wants to like become an idol um and you start uh, you end up getting hired by a agency called Fortuna uh entertainment mm-hmm. and you find out that the agency is like a front for people who have um mirages which are basically fire emblem characters who due to some hubble blue, are trapped in modern day tokyo okay and um the people that get the mirages are um <clears throat> excuse me those that have a high amount of performa it's basically just like an energy source i guess like okay. that's like kind of like the one thing that, um uh and that's how like itski and subasa and like a bunch of other characters that you meet uh as you progress through the game um have a different fire emblem character like Itsuki's uh mirage is krom uh from awakening and then you got some that are like from shadow dragon and other previous fire mm-hmm. emblem entries um but the thing and you know that's all great uh the dungeons are really cool um they're not as like in depth um as persona 5 um but the i think just like the puzzles in the in uh tokyo mirage sessions for the dungeons are more intricate and more interesting than persona 5 um it's one of those things i like i normally tell a lot of people like i like tokyo mirage sessions way more than i like not not way more like persona 5 is still i still love it but like Mm -hmm. i like tokyo mirage sessions more than persona 5 but i recognize that persona 5 is a better game because they just put way more production value into that game and more time into that game sure yeah um but that's basically that and then the gameplay is where like I, I really like the game, um, because at the end of the day, I'm very much a gameplay is king type gamer. Um, I I like when uh, if a game does, I do care about narrative, but uh, so like if someone if a game does like present a narrative to me, I'm just like okay, mm-hmm. tell me a good story. If you're if you're not, then don't try and tell me a story. Uh, I'm pretty kind of black and white with that. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> so but the gameplay is your your party uh in 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 the actual combat is made up of three people um and then what happens is you try kind of like persona you try and find out their weaknesses um and once you do if you find out their weakness um then you start a thing called a session where everyone else in the party including those outside of the party Will mm-hmm. jump in and basically jump on top of your attack, it'll stack if that makes sense. Okay, um, so in like SMT and like Persona games, you have like your, your skills, um, that are connected to your mirage, and then you also have your session skills, which are basically your uh list of skills that are specifically used for sessions. Um, and the thing is that, like, even though Persona 5 obviously oozes with style and aesthetic, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions does, in its own way, um, like, there's, like, when you're doing, especially when you're doing this, the sessions where, you know, Subasa will, like, do some sort of, like, sign- to cast mm-hmm. some spell but then she'll and then she'll turn around to the camera and then she'll just be like boom like right when the the attack happens we'll do like okay two finger guns to the screen like directly yeah. at you in like some flavor some flavor exactly And it just has it, it has a great amount uh, as a great style to it as well as persona um it's it's really great i i, I just I, I love everything about it and you know it's 100 percent your money's worth like you know uh 60 to 80 hour game depending on how fast you mm-hmm. get through it and uh and uh, and also like during the day um it's not like you uh you're trying to like up your relationship with these characters or anything like that but you do like mm-hmm. side quests for them okay and once you do those side quests they get they get rewarded you, they get bonuses for okay. it and things like that do you, so you it's need not- to
0: know how do you need to have a knowledge of fire emblem in order to enjoy this um clothes?
1: i like
2: to a degree yes okay. but not like extensive because again like gotcha. i only played one fire emblem game To, mm-hmm. um but really all you need to know is that fire emblem is like this magical shield and uh just kind of know who marth is gotcha. and okay as a character and his connection to that franchise mm-hmm. and that's all you i think you really need to know and like just kind of like the sense of the music of Fire Emblem as well, I think, is really important um, as well. But um, yeah, I think it's a phenomenal JRPG. It's my favorite game this generation. Like, it's my nice. personal okay. like favorite game. It's not m- what I think is game of the generation, but gotcha. it's my favorite. So, which is a, nice. <laughs> originally was a Wii U game. So
0: yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you that it's it's coming out and on a. Uh, more appealing platform where more people will get the hands. Yes. It, I like,
2: I can't wait for everyone to, or to talk to everybody about that game once it comes out. So yeah, It's great. Those are
0: awesome picks. Um, so the show is about kind of funny cam. So what got you into kind of funny? What was the, the start of this descent into mm-hmm. craziness that got you not only the championship, the cup, the trophy, um, but on a show yourself Yeah um, So, I mean,
2: I, I first got into kind of funny Because I knew Greg, Tim, and uh, Colin Through Beyond uh, mm-hmm. And IGN as a platform And, you know, I always, like I wasn't, like, completely super into everything from beyond like Mm -hmm. you know if i see greg i'm not gonna be like beyond or anything like i wasn't really into like the podcast itself i really wasn't into podcasts at that time and i really still am not to this day like i won't go i won't go out of my way to listen to podcasts unless like i kind of have that ability to multitask to do so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which is how i've been going through uh uh podcasts right now because of my full-time job like i can listen to podcasts while i'm working um yeah so you know and then when they made the move like i was following kind of funny from day one i just was kind of like lurking back the entire time i wasn't like completely willing to like commit myself to it i just like Mm -hmm. i wanted to you know the whole best friend thing i was like okay i need to like experiences for myself like you know actions are better than words in that yep. sense um and it just got to a point where i you know i was in the kind of funny facebook group for a long time and i didn't really inter- like interact and i just decided one day to like you know let's give it a shot like let's let's mm-hmm. let's do it and see what happens because there seems to be like a lot of nice people here um yeah. and then yeah and then i just really got into the facebook group um and i still like watched the content too I wasn't just yeah. uh the facebook group and uh and it, it it really is a community where you get. You what you get is from the amount that you put into it. For um, sure. If you don't try, then you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, we're best friends, but we're not going to try and like reel you in in any way.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to force anybody. Yeah, to exactly. Interact. We're not going like, hey, cool. to be like, hey, cool, you know. Yeah,
2: it, like if you're in, at an event, then we'll be like, "Hey, come on, you know, you're oh, here for absolutely. a reason." Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, if I see you but, like, in the corner, but or yeah, by like yourself, well, online. you know, you in, in the in the group, like I'm not gonna go to some random guy, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, so yeah.
0: mm-hmm. for sure,
2: yeah. So that's kind of how um, I got into that. I think I really got into the group was like, I think the first time I really got into the group, and I think you were an admin at this time, which was when there was like, it was before everything with Colin happened, but it was. Everyone was just like at each at each other's throats about him and it was right mm. when Dustin became an admin it was soon after okay. that because he was the one who talked to me he was like the first person that like r- that i that made me feel like I have like a place here I guess sure uh-huh um so shout out to you Dustin and I like wrote like I was just like I wrote this like long ass letter about like you guys are like we're supposed to be like best friends and you guys are like acting like children like mm-hmm. be better to each other like that's Absolutely, what this is yeah. about like all that stuff and he apparently sent it you know to the admins to to look over it and then i think you and then you guys ended up making a statement later that was like yep. somewhat attuned to what i uh showed him yep. but um that like i think that was like where i started really committing to the facebook group and uh, mm-hmm. kind of funny as a whole,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, a, lot, a lot of people like to, you know, crap on that Facebook group, but it is special. That's why I'm. That's how I got super involved is mm-hmm. that Facebook group. That's why I still am involved yeah. with it. And yeah, it bled over into Twitter.
2: Yeah, uh, and I'm tech. Like for those that don't know, I'm technically an admin of the Facebook group, but literally, like right when I started being able, to, like I became an admin, is right where my life completely changed this year so like if any admin what we
0: always say real life always comes first
2: yeah but i don't know i just like like i've been thinking about it for a while and like uh because i wanted to be an admin so bad and then everything just changed i'm like i don't have the time now yeah (laughs) but i just like always like i I try my best to like help when i can so for all those admins that are listening like Mm -hmm. i try and help when i can i like Mm -hmm. i i like love like everything that the admins do and um, I try and help as, as much as I can. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry if I'm not around all the time.
0: <laughs> eh, it's okay. Real life's... I'm not around as, nearly as much either, but, you know, real life's more important. Yeah. So shout um, out to those
2: that put in, like, work for three of us, like Jackson and yeah. Kelsey and... Yeah. Jeff. All them. Jeff. Jeff, yeah. Jeff is... Jeff, amazing. for sure. Yeah. Um, shout out to all of you.
0: Yeah. What is your uh, your favorite piece of kind of funny content that they put out?
2: Um... My favorite. I, re- I really did like the Game Over Greggy show. I just like the random topics. I really did like that one. That, and I'm kind of sad that that's not really... Like, it's still there, but I just feel like that the... It's there, but it's not there still with the Kind of yeah. Funny Podcast. I I can't really put it into words. It just doesn't feel like the same show to me. Um, gotcha. KFAF is great. I really don't have a favorite. I just really like everything uh, yeah. to a degree. I'm not a big fan of In Review, but that's because I just have very different opinions on film yeah.
0: compared to them uh-huh.
2: um especially well, things
0: MC- got heated during kind of nyc when you called in
2: yeah especially <laughs> during um like especially their mcu and review list like that yeah. list makes me like want to commit suicide
1: oh <laughs> no like not really like
2: not, not, really, but like not no, don't 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 kill yourself no one out yeah, here no, don't. Um, don't do that but like it was just like i was just like what is this a ab- abomination and the thing that made it worse is that like a lot of people in the facebook group were like really supportive behind it i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> so i don't know but i have unpopular opinions in general so mm-hmm. um but yeah so i actually saw the uh, star wars and review list recently and i was like this is actually pretty spot on with me like it's not like oh, completely okay. but I, was, I i felt like this is actually really solid so I, i've
0: held off on that until i can actually watch the movies yeah before yeah
2: yeah but um oh yeah i love i love all kind of funny content like um if i would say like if i had to pick a favorite i'd probably say kfgd just to the fact that that's the one i could i get to watch the most yeah but like Mm -hmm. every time i watch kfaf i'm laughing my ass off for sure so
0: so my my next question before we move on by the way how are we doing on time um i think we're okay okay Okay. i just want to make sure i don't want to hold you for too long
2: yeah we're okay like uh, 30 more minutes
0: all right perfect yeah uh what was it like being at that table and being on a show.
2: Dude, it was like I'm still just <laughs> cr- like freak like freaking out about it. Yeah. Like at first I was just like super nervous and Greg was super cool about everything. And the thing that made me nervous is that it was on such a big topic. And I just like I was like th- like this is such an intimidating thing to talk about for my What was the topic? First, it was about Blitz Chung and the statement mm. that Blizzard made and I was just like yeah. oh my gosh. So and I didn't in journalism school I didn't focus a whole lot about being on camera and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more just writing. So I tried to I tried to form my words as best as I could. Uh yeah. I think at first I was uh really nervous, but then once things just moved along it just became more just natural and I think yeah, like sure. I think that if I go on next time my my likes and my ums will be a lot better than they were. Yeah. Uh, when yeah, I was on, I mean, so
0: I'd be nervous as all hell.
2: Yeah. It, it was, it was something
0: it, that I watch all the time that I'm actually now on the other side of things. I'd be freaking out the entire time. Yeah.
2: And it's really interesting to see things from the other side as well. Just like mm-hmm. how small that room actually is. And yeah, I can imagine things like that, but it was a really fun time and, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I'm uh, looking awesome. for, looking forward to going uh, back at some point.
0: Oh, great. I can't wait to see you on there. Um, all right, podcast topic, GOG. Uh, former GOG topic that our guests bring in every week. Uh, what do you got for us, Cam?
2: So I wanted to talk about Dungeons & Dragons because I I yeah. know that they did the Critical Role crossover like years back, and yep. um, I've been listening to a lot of Critical Role, and I love Dungeons & Dragons, so I just kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Like, just kind of uh, like, so- for those that might be interested in jumping into Dungeons and & Dragons and what the benefits mm-hmm. are there um, both, like, personally, with, like, when it comes to, your, like, met, your mentality, and, um, also just, like, making friends and things like For that. For sure.
0: So, you recently, before, when we talked about it earlier in the episode, you said this was kind of, like, a recent thing, so when did you finally get into it? Was it this episode of GOG?
2: No, I actually, like, discovered this, uh, recently, the crossover episode. I was like, oh, I did not know that they did this, you know? Um. Mm-hmm. So, but. Uh, I started my first campaign. Um, the, my first group. Uh, we've been playing for almost two years now, and we try and Damn. play at least every other week, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a while it was every week, which is ideal, I would say. Yeah. Like if you can play at least once a week, play once a week.
0: Is this in person or this, over? this is in person? Um, okay
2: yeah I tried uh earlier on to try and get into another group that was online and it's just not the same like I, mm-hmm. I can't play D&D online you have to play with a group of people in person it's not the, it's just not the same experience mm-hmm. um and you just it's just really cool because when you first learn D&D there's a lot a lot to understand a lot to learn but once you like get that that small taste of what D&D is you just want to you just want to learn everything yes. about how that game works and how that and yep. how you want to uh like what character you want to build and things like that mm-hmm. so like my like right now i have a uh i have a celest- uh, an asimar celestial warlock and then I have a uh uh a vampire which is like half human half vampire um gunslinger so those Ooh, are like nice. my two characters right now um I was in a group. Uh, before where I was a blade sing uh blade singer wizard but um I got really busy and I couldn't really uh commit mm-hmm. to that and I think uh that campaign is taking a break as of right now but oh, okay. but yeah it's um it's really fun just like figuring out what character you want to play and like right now I've been thinking about this oathbreaker paladin that I've been wanting to play for so long now and and mm-hmm. but again I want to find another group to play as I said earlier yeah but it's oh, Yeah, just...
0: that's that's my boat now. It's been now I don't know, I, uh, pff, eight months maybe since I played. Uh, oh. I play online with other like best friends. We mm-hmm. kind of found each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and like once you had that first first hit of D anD. d Like the first roll of the dice, and something happened because of the dice you rolled. It's so there's good. just something super special about it, and the feeling where. Like, most of the time, you're either at work or you're out and about. Like, you don't want to make a scene. You don't want to, like, act as a different person or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. When you're playing Dungeons & Dragons, like, that is encouraged. Yeah. Get full in on your role. Come up with a voice if you can. That's something yeah. I, can, I cannot do Nope, yet neither can I. do a voice. <laughs> I just, like, uh, <laughs> I'm
2: I'm just speaking as myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I so badly want to. I just... Mm-hmm. It's cool taking on a different persona, and you're with other people that are also doing that, and it helps just make you. And I hate this buzzword so much, but it helps you be as immersed as possible into yeah. the world. Yeah, it you're helps
2: in. you, especially for those that are like introverted. It helps you yeah. like come out of your shell. It helps you uh, like helps you with just like, you know your your acting chops because like yep. you know you're role playing, so you're you're trying to be a different person than yourself because mm-hmm. like with my uh second group i convinced uh i convinced celia to to play with us because i think nice. you know i thought she'd fu- she'd have fun and you know she gets to hang out with uh some cool people you know and help help her get out of her shell because she's a really introverted person so um and she you know she uh she enjoys it so that's really yeah. cool um but yeah is great and critical role is great i like finished yep. uh the first campaign like two weeks ago and Oh, nice. Man, that
0: like, oh. I'm I'm maybe eight episodes left in campaign one. I oh think. my god, dude! Like, <laughs> I didn't. So I didn't cry
2: at the end of uh, campaign one, but they mm-hmm. do a one shot. They did a one shot this year. Uh, oh, and, it, and it I've was... seen the one shot. You I know did. What happens. You oh, did? yeah. Oh, then yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> no, I I. I it's it got spoiled for me. Oh. Halfway through my watch of campaign 1 of what happened? Oh no. But yeah. so when I watched the one shot this year, oh no. No Tears. yeah. With
2: the one shot like you Tears. knew it was going to happen. <laughs> you yeah. knew it was if if you if you're a critter out here, you know what I'm talking about. You knew it was going to happen and it didn't matter. You're still weeping. Yep. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. still weeping. That's Absolutely. A, I I was at work when I cuz you know cuz I say I, like, I only listen to it at work and I'm just like look, like I'm like putting my head down trying not to see like people see that i'm crying at work yeah oh um, so you're
0: you're an audio uh listener of the show yeah oh, yeah
2: okay. i like i want to watch it in person once i catch up but like yep. if you're catching up like just listen to it at one and a half speed it's still qu- like slow enough that mm-hmm. you can understand everything that's going on mm-hmm. and it makes you get through uh these you know two and a half to five hour episodes yeah. a lot quicker so
0: yeah yeah, yeah, so I love roll, I love critical critical Yeah. Like uh I used to be a big Funko Pop collector.
2: Oh, I am. And I have like a, a wall I, over here.
0: Yeah, I had to sell sell mine when I when I lost my uh my ability to teach a couple of years ago. Um but and I swore I was never going to go down that rabbit hole ever again. Until like a couple months ago when Critical Role announced that they're going to have their own Funko Pop line. They
2: are? Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. they are. I'm man. totally going to get those.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. So I'm going to go all in again on For just sure. those. For sure. Because those characters are like so, so freaking special. good. So they're special. So special. Um, please, please, I beg you, if you're listening to this and don't want to watch Dungeons and Dragons, please reconsider watch listen to critical role you will fall in love yeah like even it. if
2: you're not into dungeons and dragons like no you will still like it Cause if you want a good
0: story because they're like
2: fantastic it. voice actors you know like yeah. matthew mercer's the dm liam o'brien who is like in my opinion my favorite of the bunch just because like mm-hmm. he's voiced so many like important characters for me like gara naruto things like that laura mm-hmm. bailey she's phenomenal travis yeah. cunningham like he's mm-hmm. super uh great as well oh um sam regal is absolutely hysterical Mm -hmm. like
0: and probably one of the best role players of the bunch
2: oh he like the thing is is that he's just so naturally charismatic yeah he's just he doesn't even try to be charismatic and then he is
0: yeah for sure (laughs)
2: like he could be an asshole to you and you would still kind of laugh at him because he's just that charismatic it's Mm. rude it's unfair
0: It, (laughs) it definitely is but yeah, no, yeah. I'm,
2: I miss I miss Scandlin the Bard so much.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, have you what? Are you up to date on Campaign Two? No, I think I'm forward?
2: like on episode like fifteen or sixteen of uh, oh, wow, the Mighty okay. Nine. So I'm like, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there.
0: Oh man, you're in for some some messed up stuff and some really awesome. So,
2: stuff. are you watching The Mighty Nine while catching up on Vox Machina? Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay, I wanted
0: okay. to i wanted to hop in when i first discovered them okay um but then i realized like i was so far behind mm-hmm. and it was right at the point where they just ended campaign one okay and they were like oh yeah we're gonna do another campaign in a couple months so it was like all right when they start it i'm not gonna miss an episode i'm gonna keep up to date and since they started campaign 2 i've been up to date every single every single week i watch live on twitch Mm-hmm. um And I I look forward to it. Like, I I I, set aside time.
2: Yeah, the only two things I've listened to, like, I listened to, uh, we we won't go on this one uh, much longer. But, uh, yeah, the the one shot of Percy's and uh, uh, Vex's wedding. And then uh, the Darrington Brigade. Yeah. Dude, Terry and Darrington. (laughs) It's so good. Oh. Oh, so good.
0: I okay. hope they I hope they do a live show out east again because yeah my
2: my D, my DM and one of my uh, one of my uh, party members went to Austin for Critical Role live Oh, man uh, yeah oh I actually got the Critical Role jacket oh it's not it's not out here right uh, now but I I just got like the recently announced like the red one did you see oh yeah yeah the Vox nice Machina one buddy. I got that one so. that's
0: awesome yeah. yeah Dungeons and Dragons cool kids it's super it's cool for the cool kids please check it out um all right we're next we're going to get into some questions we answered most of them during the show so i only got two more uh this comes from mikey phillips at keylock mvp on twitter how long can you make this podcast about final fantasy 13 and i could i could actually love to listen to you talk about ff13 but what is that what about that game is special i think that and i
2: and i'm actually like waiting for my editor to finish uh edit you know looking at this piece that I want to throw out but I think that it's I think that s, e- even up to this point and I think Final Fantasy 7 is going uh, remake is going to take over this like title I guess I want to give uh 13 is that it's just like I feel like it's the biggest advancement we've seen in the JRPG mm. genre mm-hmm. where like even to this day like you can when you play it like you can tell even ten years later, like the um, the ambition that Square Enix put into that game, yeah, for better or worse, whether you like the game or not, like you know that like they put in so much work and effort mm-hmm. into this game, and they tried to push the boundaries of the genre, and I think they succeeded. But I know yeah. that a lot of uh, a lot of people don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Like the game still to this day looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um. The soundtrack, in my opinion, is the best of any video game. Um, and the, like, I think the characters are great. Like, I know that some people are like, oh, hope is whiny. Oh, snow is like kind of a douchebag. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you want perfect characters? Do you yeah. want, like, do you want, do you not want There's characters? Be some variety in there? Like, cause, cause the thing is, is that like, I think that a lot of people don't like is that the group of characters are just so they, I, I feel like people think that they're random. Like they're just not meant to be to together which i think is yeah. the point mm-hmm. and i think that's why i like them as a group they're a motley mm-hmm. crew they yeah. all have baggage and they all have things that they need to work on and like what like do you like and then to me it's like do you not want that in a in a jrpg where you're gonna yeah. be with these characters for like 60 plus hours mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like i don't want like just super charismatic characters like every time i want there to be some depth to them, like Absolutely, you know, yeah. yeah, like hope. Hope is whiny, but you know, he just saw his mom fall to her death, and he's like a ten-year-old kid. Do you are like, what do you expect him to be? Yeah, you expect him to be like, oh, okay, my mom just died. Yeah. No, it's like, shit, like that. That's that's rough. That's like real. that's literally like yeah. that's literally how the game's like for him starts. Like mm-hmm. his mom dies. <laughs> like yeah he's whiny because his whole life just fell apart in front of him and he's a 12 year old Mm -hmm. kid like or you know he's young he's very young so like i I don't know i just feel like a lot of the criticisms of final fantasy 13 just hold no weight um like oh there's uh tutorials like halfway through the game okay what about persona 5 persona 5 has that but does that not matter to you Like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's a hallway like simulator. You just go down hallways. I'm like, yeah, but there's beautiful environments that you get to look at as you progress throughout the game, and like, just. And I love the battle system. Yeah, I know the battle system's like. I think the battle system is like the thing that most people can like. Most people agree that is great about that game. Yeah,
0: it's hard to nitpick at it.
2: Yeah, and also like, I think especially with how they're implementing uh the combat in Final Fantasy VII remake, like. Final Fantasy 13 did leave an effect. Like they're yeah. using part of that systems into Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um yeah. the so stagger d- stuff, right? I just Huh?
0: The stagger stuff is Yeah, is the stagger, about, right? yeah,
2: the stagger and uh kind of similar to how they do ATB and uh instead of it just being like a increase uh, like a constantly increasing bar, it's just like, you know, they use the APB se- uh ATB mm-hmm. segments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um I think that's just like a lot of the criticisms just like just don't hold any weight uh to me gotcha, yeah. so um I think the game is gorgeous I think it has a while the story is a little all over like all over the place it, it I don't think it's like too confusing to understand like the mm-hmm. what you need to know like there's the mm-hmm. more details that are are appreciated but you don't it doesn't hinder yeah. your experience not knowing them
0: uh-huh. So no, I never finished thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's one of those regrets that I have. I can't. I hope I'll be able to get to play it on whatever systems I have now. Um,
2: Do you got an Xbox but- One, right? You did. You got one, right?
0: Oh shit! Yeah, I can't. It's actually going to be go on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome yeah uh, that I, i'm, I'm thinking
2: i'm considering whether because i want to re, really want to replay through uh that game as well 13.2 is also great it's just like
0: i was just going to ask you like what do you feel about the the two 13.2 is seasons?
2: great um i think it ha- has a lot of quality of life things i still think the first one is better um mm-hmm. because the story just becomes nonsensical in two um and then th- and then lightning returns like i played the demo for it and i was really into the combat system Mm-hmm. And then I, and I so I pre-ordered the game and bought it, but the like traversing the world and like the, every, basically everything outside of the battle is just ridiculous. And I just like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I stopped and I <laughs> traded it back in. Yeah, I was like, well, well that I was some about. money lost, but uh-huh. you know, it is what it is. So, um, um yeah.
0: our next question here is a, it's a joke one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, what is a Zeonort and which class of Digimon is it? This is from Mix town Mike Toundro.
2: I don't list, I don't. I never was into Digimon. I was a Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon guy and Beyblade. Those were my uh-huh. shows. So I really can't <laughs> answer that question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Xehanort, You know, he's the he's the big bad in Kingdom Hearts three, gotcha. or in Kingdom Hearts series. The all the yeah. games so far.
0: If you if you don't know, Mike really just dis- dislikes Kingdom Hearts like big time. His loss. <laughs> um all right so really quickly uh we're gonna get into uh the makuga zone and we're not gonna do a full three minutes we'll do it's okay we do just three...
2: no. i'm actually really looking forward to this part oh okay sweet yeah right, let's, we'll go, let's, go, let's go let's
0: go let's go let i'll for three minutes on clock first thing that comes to your head when i ask you these questions you say are you ready uh yes i am do you own a bicycle not right now no do you find handlebar mustaches to be handsome no uh what animal adds more joy to the world squirrels or llamas llamas if you could push a button that makes everyone in the world seven percent happier but it would also place a worldwide band on all hairstyling products would you push it yes what's the most <clears throat> boring thing ever
2: boring thing ever oh my gosh I, like, honestly, I really don't like reading
0: books. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Nickname your parents used to call you?
2: uh, Nothing. Uh, Fill in the blank.
0: Taylor Swift is? She's fine. Uh, Invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Uh, First celebrity crush?
2: Uh, Ashley Tisdale?
0: (laughs) When I was a kid. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Last Halloween costume?
2: uh lee from the walking dead Uh,
0: favorite ice cream flavor
2: cookies and cream favorite number eight because if you turn sideways it's infinity
0: Mm. have you (laughs) ever worn socks with sandals
2: i have but i never will again
0: uh if voldemort offered you a hug would you accept
2: as long as he doesn't kill me
0: would you want to live forever yes How many pull ups can you do in a row? Zero. Same. Uh, Are reindeers real creatures?
2: They are, aren't they? I think they are. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, What's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car?
2: Probably like 90. Uh,
0: Godfather or Star Wars? Star Wars. Uh, One minute left. Do you like the word dapper? Yeah. I really do. What's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes?
2: Uh, pasta. Uh,
0: stale Sour Patch Kids or fresh circus peanuts?
2: Circus peanuts.
0: Are rats cute? Rats? Rats, yeah. Oh, they're cute, yeah. Um, do you believe in love at first sight? No. Favorite type of muffin? Uh, uh
2: blueberry, I guess.
0: Uh, giving presents or getting presents
2: getting presents
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you like the smell of gasoline sometimes uh do you know the definition of Trisca Decophobia? no i don't either that's the question Fear of uh, do words. you currently own any stuffed animals yes and we'll do two more uh If the toilet paper roll is really low, but not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for someone else?
2: I leave it for someone else.
0: My man. And uh, we'll find a good one for you. Um, Have you ever stolen anything?
2: Like, from a store? No. Like, from someone? Like, huh? But, like, if it was, like, something from, like, a person? Like probably but it wasn't on purpose oh okay like an accident okay
0: all right. you survived the Makuka zone Cam cool nice job Uh, thank you so much for coming on this show it's been a blast to get to know you a bit better and to chat for a while Um, thanks for coming
2: yeah thanks Cal I've been waiting to come on the show for a while and I'm I'm, uh, glad that I can finally uh, you know just let people know a little bit more about me and yeah all that good stuff
0: definitely and i can't wait to see you at pax east it's gonna be fun
2: yes i'm officially going so that's yeah. awesome i'm very much looking forward to going to pax east and nice. seeing all y'all because i remember because I, cause I went to prom and yeah. um i saw you and kelsey and mike but i was just like i was i wasn't deep like i wasn't deep enough i felt like to like sure. approach y'all so i was just like uh-huh. eh, you know i see y'all you know
1: i see you that's <laughs> all you know.
2: Because, like, at that time, I, I was like, yo, Kyle is a celebrity in the community. No, you know what I mean? No. No, at the time, though, I was just like, yeah. wow, I am starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and now people feel that way towards me. I'm just like, I'm just some guy.
0: Like, yeah, chill. I'm just some guy. <laughs> uh, That's why I have a colorful beard. That's the only reason I feel like people yeah. recognize me. Um, If people want to follow you and find your writings uh, about video games or movies, where can they find you?
2: Uh, So I write. Uh, for dualshockers.com it's where all my video game stuff is don't really write for film normally I just like if there's a film that I really 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 like um, mm-hmm. I'll tweet about it um, or post about it in the Facebook group so people know about it um, and then <clears throat> uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, or Instagram I don't really I'm not, I don't take a lot of photos so mm-hmm. I don't post on there much but I do every once in a while um, at the cinephile guy and uh, yeah,
0: nice. Uh, you can follow me at ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, my show all about PlayStation is called the Trophy Room uh, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter uh, or Bad Bit Games on YouTube. You can find the video version. Um, if you are in the New York City area, hit up Kinda NYC uh, either on Twitter at Kinda NYC or on your nearest website at KindaNYC.com. And uh yeah, just come hang out. Go meet up with some other best friends. I know there's a couple other um communities out there that are kinda of for forming, like there's one in Minnesota now, there's a kind of DC, uh, there's a kind of Kansas City. They're all popping up and that just makes me happy. So go hang out with some best friends in real life. Um and until next time, remember, be kinda to one another. Bye. Bye bye.